What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wild Card Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Monday, there's an auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Good morning. How are Top you? of the morning, my friend. How are you? Good uh, Wednesday to you. Good Wednesday to you. It's hard right. to believe it's the yeah. middle of the week, isn't uh-huh. it? Well, it's hard to believe it's 2024. I mean, it's hard to believe a lot of things. And when you get to my age, those things become harder and harder to believe. What I'm about to say is going to sound very dated to young whoopersnappers like Alex and to... Gordon, with that, I don't do this anymore because it's dated. However, let's turn back the clock 10 to 15 years. How many checks did you write and that you had to rip up because two days after the new year, you kept writing down the wrong year? Hmm. Think about that for a second. I I am. So so you're writing a check for January 3rd, 2004, but you accidentally write 2003 because you've had 365 days to practice that. That's a good question. Probably not many because I didn't write many checks. That would be the brains of the operation. Well, you should. Well, you should ask her and get back to me. I don't imagine she's the one to ask. She doesn't have issues like that. I'm. I'm serious. She's locked in. How do you feel about her taste in men? questionable you have no idea what uh a questionable i said it oh There's no nothing that you can say to upstage my questionable well uh i would say with if, any personal knowledge okay if we're talking if we're going to use this in football terms like an injury report yeah. if sarah is questionable mandy is doubtful <laughs> time now for the lead <laughs> The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. Let's start off the morning. Let's start off the show by taking a couple of phrases that are commonly used throughout an entire football season and apply them to the final game of the regular season, knowing the Broncos are out of the playoffs. Is Sunday's game a must win? No. Must win for what? Mm, can't believe we're disagreeing this early. No, it's not a must win. I think I, it's in terms of in terms of where you finish in the season, it's not a must win. Is it a must win in terms of 
what this team is rallying around, the kind of flag that they're planting, yeah, okay, sure. But no, from a standpoint of those results have already washed ashore. The loss at Houston, the loss at home to the Patriots, when things were really hanging in the balance, those are the games that you wish now that you could have back. Regardless the outcome on Sunday, it's not a game that you wish you could have back. I think for Sean Payton, this is the most important game of the season. Why, pray tell? Because he'll finish with a winning record as yes. the head coach, and that's my entire point in okay. all of this. For this organization, this is a must-win. Hmm. They have not had a winning record since 2016. Everybody knows they haven't made the playoffs since winning the Super Bowl. But generally speaking, they haven't been close no. to a winning record. Now they're finally at the precipice of a winning record. And while it will earn them nothing, and honestly, I believe this will not carry into next year. Oh, no. I don't believe that one bit. No, because the roster is going to be different. That's right. But for Sean Payton, who said what he said about Nathaniel Hackett and the way the organization ran and the problems he's had with Russell Wilson, while it has been a very frustrating season for mm. him, I think it would be a huge feather in his cap to say we won five games last year. They've been through so many head coaches. Haven't had a winning record in a long time. And no, we did not make the playoffs. But we finished with a winning record. So now we are on the right track. Mm. Ironically, mm. this might be the high watermark. So so they okay. better for, for maybe a couple of years. Right. I'm with you there. But, I, but I'm not going to be that cynical and say. What? Wait a minute. Go ahead. It's all. Bring it. Rig in the new year the way you left out the last. It's okay. okay. Be, I feel you on that. You want me to say something cynical? Well, I don't not. I don't want you to have to force it. I just want it no, to this, flow naturally from your cynical recesses. I'll give you something cynical. Go. As we've talked about with certain points of this season, mm -hmm. karma has been a real bitch for Sean Payton. Yeah. Calling out Nathaniel Hackett, saying that the Jets are a team looking for exposure and they're shameless self-promoters, which I find rich considering Sean Payton has never met a television camera, a national television camera, or a national radio host that he doesn't like, or a national reporter. And he, he is not, he, he loves, by the way, national reporters when they're mixed with double lattes. But I digress. <laughs> Only slightly, though. Hold on. Did you get a kick, and I'm sure you noticed this, about his remark when asked about, or he didn't even, he wasn't even asked. This is in his post-game remarks, not his remarks on Monday. Talking about the relationship between he and Russ, he said a lot of that comes from voices outside. No. And I'm, I'm sitting there saying, that's, the voices from outside are, all voices that are fueled by stuff from you. It, 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 when you get people from outside of the immediate family weighing in on Russell Wilson or whatever it might be, that's coming right from you, Sean. Listen, we'll, we'll go back to something I believe we talked about yesterday. 
Sean Payton did not like Russell Wilson from the day that he was hired. For starters, in the interview process, he did tell Greg Penner and the group, listen, I'll try this Russell Wilson thing. He does not fit what I do. Uh, we can get I'll more. try the best that I can. I'll do the best that I can. Right. But how do we know that Sean Payton didn't like Russell Wilson, the person, or at the very least, found him annoying? Again, during the Super Bowl, there was a dinner. Russell Wilson, Joe Montana, Sean Payton, other people at the table. And publicly, Sean Payton basically said, Russell would not shut his mouth. All I wanted to do was talk to Joe Montana. Could you imagine somebody saying that publicly about you or you saying that publicly about someone? You have just told everybody, I don't like this guy. I don't want to listen to him. I don't want to be near him. I don't want to talk to him. The guy doesn't shut up. He's annoying. That's what he said. And then he backs his friend Drew Brees, which is okay. They're very, very tight, like-minded guys. I really wish Russ would stop bothering Drew so much. He said that publicly, too. That's before they even took a snap together. Correct. That should tell you everything you need to know about what Sean Payton thought about Russell Wilson as a person, as a guy he'd want to have a beer with, as a guy that he'd want to break bread with. He just doesn't want to be around Russ. And here's the thing. When you have a alpha male, type A, high-strung, narcissistic personality, take away the word narcissistic, and you've just described me, okay? Because <laughs> I'm all those things too. But the point is, all of those things with a guy who's a pleaser, always positive, the, the sun is always shining, yeah. that's oil and water, man. And then when you throw in this mix of a guy who really does Understand the X's and O's of football. No question about that. And then you pair him with a guy with a slow processor mm -hmm. who doesn't see plays at the line of scrimmage. A guy who plays purely on talent, which is a great thing. Sure. But doesn't see the game. I mean, think about this for a second. Have you ever worked with somebody in your television career? Let's, let's just say... You were a brilliant editor when you were in television. You still are in television. And you're trying to teach someone how to edit. And it comes really easy to you. You just see things really, really well. Yeah. You know how to push all the buttons. Sure. But, but you can envision what it's going to look like even before you sit in that editing booth. And then you're trying to teach someone who can't even come close to seeing it like right. you. And it gets frustrating sure. fast. Yeah. That's the relationship, in a nutshell, between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And this isn't coming from the voices in my head. This is coming from talking with multiple, multiple people about their relationship, what worked, what didn't work, so on and so forth. You just said something interesting, and I apologize if I'm getting us off track here. Alex. Who would you rather have a beer with, Sean Payton or Russell Wilson? Probably neither, but if I had to pick one, Sean Payton. It would I guess. be Sean Payton. It would be and, Sean. and it wouldn't even be close. Because it but because for as much of a horse's ass as he can be, mm -hmm. at least he's interesting. No question. Right? And I think and this is coming from someone who actually likes Russ. Right. Don't get me wrong. 
I like Russ. Right. I'm okay with Russ. I, I get the whole, you know, every day is a sunshiny day and blowing sunshine up my backside. I get all of that. I still like Russ, but I'd much right. rather sit down and have a beer with Sean Payton. That's what I, there's, there's a phrase that I'm going to let you see a little window into me. Um, and I, and I've said this for years. I would rather respect you than like you, than like you and not respect you. Yeah, I, I, that's a fair, that's a very fair statement. So I would always rather have the beer with the person I respect, right? Than is ooey gooey bubblegum. Everything is wonderful. Yeah. Now, if you're telling me that Russ is going to open up and. I'm not saying he needs to share his life story. No, but just. But, but everything with him, even people that know him will say it's not so much that he's guarded and it's not so much that he's not real. It's just it's great to have a positive outlook. But the, the, when you talk to somebody like that, it doesn't feel like there's any depth. Hmm. Hmm. Doesn't feel like there's any depth. I think he's a bright guy, but man. I, I'm with you. He just, he never lets down. He never, ever allows anything in. Um, I, I, I think the truest that he's ever communicated was the 10 or 15 minutes in the locker room last week when he came, came clean on how this whole thing unfolded from his perspective. Right. So anyway, all right. Well, with, we're often stumbling. Well, well, no, no, we're not. No, I mean, I am. With that, I'll. Um, you want me to give you the cynical thing real quick? Because I didn't even get to it yet. Oh my god! Good. This, this is the ultimate. I don't think I've ever been more cynical in my life when I say this. But I could see. It's not that I could, could see this happening, mm -hmm. and I'm not saying I hope it happens. But it'd really be fitting if it did. After everything that happened last week, wouldn't it be poetic? Wouldn't it be karma? If Jarrett Stidham gets injured in the first half, and then you have Russ trot into the game. I still can't figure that out. And then he gets injured. Yeah. That, to me, is a fireable offense. If I'm Penner, I'm thinking, you just cost me $37 million. Mm -hmm. But yet, he's the backup. Why is Ben DiNucci not the backup? I, I don't. I, this is, what, this that, is one thing uh, out of all of this mess. Right. That I don't get. Why is Russ still practicing? Why is he even near the complex at this particular point? Makes no sense to me. Well, he can practice if he wants to. I don't want Talk him. I don't, I don't want him stepping on or rolling an ankle on. I, I, I don't. I want to remove all possibilities. But wouldn't it be a nice tight bow on top of this season? Even though the record's good, but there's been plenty of drama. But wouldn't it be a nice tight bow? on top of the gift that was the 2023 season that the way the, how it begins is how it ends. Mm. Wouldn't it be something if the season began with, which it did in so many words with Sean Payton calling out a whole bunch of people, mm -hmm. Hackett, Wilson, the jets, Damani Leach, George Payton, yada, yada, yada. And then Karma came back to bite him in the ass with a one in what five record to start the season, yeah. and losing to the Jets as well. How it begins is how it ends. Wouldn't it be a real bitch if Karma finished the season by biting 
Peyton in the ass, if he has to bring in Russell Wilson, that would bring everything full circle <laughs> with what happened last week, and now they have to pay Russ. That is as cynical as I can probably go, but I got to tell you something, that would be that story would be so rich it would have legs that would last for decades. I'm not cheering for it because it would mean that someone would have to be injured. So that's if that sounds Pollyannish, I apologize, but I'm not cheering. For no, it. no, 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 no. I'm not. Suge- and I'm not. I know you're. Not. I'm not suggesting a torn ACL. Right. I'm not suggesting a compound just an, fracture. Just enough to kick in the 37. Just mil. enough to kick it in. <laughs> right. Would that be something? Well, I there would be. Some remarkable irony in all that. Like I said, I'm, I haven't quite figured out why Russ is still active. But wouldn't that be something? That would put a nice tight bow on this entire season. Coming up after the break, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported something interesting on Saturday that we didn't get a chance to get to yesterday. And maybe the Broncos need to overpay free agents because of what Fowler said, the Sean Payton factor. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday, there's an auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desk, filing cabinets, cabinets, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, want to tell you about High Country Performance 4x4. There are a lot of different companies in Denver like High Country Performance 4x4, but they do certain things. High Country Performance 4x4, they do everything. It's all under one roof. Brady and his crew, they do a fantastic job. They only use the top brands out there. So you can go in, check out the retail center, or they can work on your truck, on your four by four. They do rebuilds, which is really cool. I took a tour of the stuff they do, and it is truly amazing. Seasonal, seasonal inspections, custom fabrication, a lot more than that. You can honestly, have the coolest looking truck or four by four on the block, totally souped up. If you go there, high country performance, four by four building really cool stuff since 1980 time. Now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by high country performance, four by four in Inglewood, Colorado's premier one-stop shop for anything and everything four by fours and trucks, high country performance, four by four building cool shit since 1980. Go to hcp4x4.com. ESPN's Jeremy Fowler reported on Saturday. The Broncos may have to overpay free agents, at least in the short term, stemming from their threat to bench Wilson because he refused to renegotiate his contract. Fowler added, and I'm quoting, I've talked to several agents around the league who believe Denver, because of how they handled the Russell Wilson situation, 
threatening to bench him midseason because of the money and the contract that they already did, there could be some fallout. They might have to overpay for free agents because of the Sean Payton factor. With that, does this come as a surprise to you? No, I don't think so. That makes sense to me. That's kind of a connect the dot, isn't it? I mean, it was a head-shaking move to me, and you and I are around this pretty much every single day. It was a head-shaking move to me to understand that this had happened during the season. Why would it be any different to people out there um, who have to do business with the Broncos? This would not be something or other that I think would ingratiate um, agents uh, to the possibility of their clients becoming a part of the Broncos. The, the bigger thing for me, and, and this is part of the equation, is how much <laughs> are the Broncos really going to have over the next two years to really kind of spend spend anyway? I mean, the answer is not much. Uh, you've got to become extremely creative now in the manner in which you construct a roster, but there are serious roadblocks in every single turn you could ever take right now. I spoke to two different NFL agents yesterday, one late into the night. Um, with that, they gave me two very interesting perspectives on this. The first one I talked to as I was walking around King Supers, uh, doing some shopping, trying to remember what I needed to buy and still have this conversation, uh, said to me, Eric, this stuff happens all the time. Don't think for a minute that this is unique right. in the NFL because it is not. But then he added, this one was a little over the top with threatening to be benched midseason. That is a little over the top. Mm -hmm. With that, I said, would you advise your client not to play for the Broncos because of Sean Payton? He said, Eric, money is money. Yeah. And I will never advise my client not to play for a team. He said he would advise a client not, and this, these were his words, not mine. He said, I would advise a client not to play for Carolina. I would advise a client not to play for the Raiders. He said, what I will do is I will lay everything out, the pros and the cons of going to that particular organization. And I asked him specifically about what happened with Wilson. He said, oh, I would bring it up. I would say, hey, listen, I want you to know this is what happened with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. But if the guy really wants to go there, that's where he wants to go. At the end of the day, the NFL is unique to baseball, hockey, and basketball because the contracts are not, not guaranteed. guaranteed. Sure. So if a team is willing to offer you a lot of guaranteed money, you're, you're, you're probably going to wind up going there. Yeah, money, money will always talk. And the irony is... But real quick, real quick, to what who Fowler talked to, he said, I, I don't really buy that you're going to have to overpay guys to go play for Sean Payton. I don't, I, I would, I would tend to agree. Um, I, I would think, look, we talked fairly early on all season about the only way the whole Russell Wilson thing could probably work is a restructuring of his contract. I, I don't, I, 
This is not a new concept, right? Sean Payton has no interest in restructuring. Uh, hold on, back, hold on. Like yeah. yeah, but I'm talking relative to the way that the Broncos handled it. It wasn't the restructuring of the contract that was the issue. It was, we will bench you if you don't do it. Right. That's- that, that was that was the bridge. That was the one that made you say, wait a minute, what? Not the not them asking a player to restructure. That that I think had to happen. They I, wanted him to move it. Right. I don't know if they necessarily said you have to take it out. Yeah. They said will you move it? Russell said no. It got kind of ugly and as that agent said to me, that one was a little over the top. Now, I'll tell you what the other agent said to me. He put the onus on Russell Wilson's agent. He said his agent, Mark Rogers, messed up. He said this is why he messed up. Mark Rogers, if you don't know who he is, is a baseball agent. Period. A baseball agent. Although you really wouldn't know it if you went to Mark Rogers' website, which has pictures of Russell Wilson all over it. But this guy represents baseball players. If his name sounds familiar and you're an older person, Mark Rogers was also the agent for Mike Hampton. So with that, Mark Rogers, good on him for his clients, has put up pox on the house of the Rockies two decades later, and now the Broncos. Good for Mark Rogers and what he did for his clients. Sure. But both organizations didn't get duped by Mark Rogers. Good for Mark Rogers for negotiating the deal. What he said about Mark Rogers was this. None of this had to happen, and none of this needed to go public. If Mark Rogers was an NFL agent, he would know, this is what this agent said to me, he would know all Russell had to do was take out an insurance policy if he moved it. Mm. That's it. Yeah. And it's not like it would cost him a million dollars. Nope. Be like $50,000, and then that money he might lose, bang, he'd recuperate back. It wouldn't have had to have gone public. None of this would have been a big deal. He said, I would have advised my client to take out an insurance policy. So there wasn't a back and forth. Now, to me, it sounded a little bit like he was siding with the Broncos on this one. Okay? And that's fine. But his point is still valid. Take out an insurance policy and you're fine. Now, why should Russell Wilson really want to go out and help the Broncos? He's not going to. No, he, he has no motivation to try and help the Broncos. He sure as hell is not going to agree to a trade. Kind of like, ironically, what happened with Derek Carr. Yeah, a very similar. And Alex and I talked about this right after the the first commercial break or during it. Derek Carr wasn't even in the building no. for the final two games. Russell Wilson is actually going to be suiting up and getting ready to go in if Jared Stidham gets injured. To which I talked to somebody about this yesterday who's close to the team, and he said, if Russell Wilson goes into that game, it's going to be wildcat formation the entire time with Javante Williams or Jaleel McLaughlin. They don't want Russell to touch the ball. But two very interesting perspectives from two different agents. But neither of them said, neither of them said that the Broncos will have to overpay for free agents. Yeah, I mean... You said you used a good phrase early on. Money is money. And if you can make your money, then fine, you'll go. Now, 
is this clunky? Yeah. I don't know what clunky does in terms of making Denver a destination, making it less or more attractive. Um, I don't know what players think in that regard. Um, I, I think that there is generally a lot of confidence in Sean Payton and what he can do for a football team. And regardless of what happens on Sunday, even with all of the crap that to some degree he has laid at his own footstep, Sean Payton will have made this a relatively successful season. If he goes nine and eight, great. If he goes eight and nine, okay, fine. A little bit of the shines off, whatever. They have moved forward. The question for me now is where do you go the next two years? This year becomes the second that Sunday's over with, it's over with, and I don't really care about it. You give them as props, fine, you made progress. Now what are you going to do to move forward with $85 million to account for over the course of two years? Because that changes everything. Everything. A, lo- a lot of it's going to depend on who's going to be competing with Stidham. Right. And will they wind up getting a draft pick? And will that draft pick, meaning will that draft pick be a quarterback Mm -hmm. of the future? Of course. And coming up after the break, that leads me into this. I'll give you one guy who Sean Payton would love to have as his quarterback. Love, 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 love to have as his quarterback. And he will be available. But the question is, will he cost too much? That's next. Why you gotta be so heartless? I know you think it's heartless. You're tearing me apart, and girl, the hardest part is you're so high on attention, taking my romances, leave me in the darkness, never finish what we started. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Monday, there's an auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending, presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Alex, I'll ask you, you are a resident Broncos fan. How would you like to have Baker Mayfield as your quarterback? Wouldn't be my first choice, but I wouldn't mind it. I like what he's done this year with Tampa Bay. How about you, Bruce? Mm. Mm. Eh. All I see is a lot more money being thrown at a position with no certain outcome. So he'll be a free agent. Yeah. It's my understanding he likes Tampa. He likes the wide receivers. Mm -hmm. I don't think he necessarily wants to leave. That hell of a year. I'll give him that. 
Sure has. Yep. Great bounce back year. Yep. I think the floor for him on a contract is the Geno Smith deal. Okay. Three years worth up to $75 million, $40 million in guarantees. He's going to want more than that. What I can tell you is I believe that Sean Payton would walk to Tampa mm. to get Baker Mayfield. They are two like-minded guys. They know each other, and I think both would like to be in the same building together working on a game plan. Sean Payton probably enjoys the intellectual football talk of X's and O's, and he wants to have it with a guy who he believes is on the same level as him. He does not believe at all that Russell Wilson is on the same level as him, and quite frankly, he'd be right. Russell Wilson, when you watch him play, okay, he's his processor isn't fast. He's very talented. Gunslinger. He is. Yeah. But then again, so was John Elway. John right. Elway really oh, wasn't yeah. much of a pocket quarterback, was he? But John Elway had a processor. <laughs> he did. He, he, that dude was a... That guy was, I'd love to see John Elway playing in today's game. Yeah. I would love to see it because I think he'd be an even greater quarterback. I think Baker Mayfield would have a better season with Sean Payton than he's had this season with Tampa because of the like-mindedness of the two men working on a game plan together. I really do. And... I just think he's out of the price range, and that's the problem. Well, yeah, that is the problem. You have made this deal with Russell Wilson that you are going to now pay for one way or the other over the next two years, period, end of conversation. There is no way of getting around it. You can be creative financially in um, in many ways, and we may end up seeing how it works out. But bringing in another quarterback and adding another $110 million or whatever the number is over the course of, what, three years? Man, that's that's a big ask for me. I'm anyway. going to bring something else up about Baker Mayfield. All right. Okay. He played under Kevin Stefanski. Mm -hmm. It is my understanding that Kevin Stefanski, and you know what? I'm going to give Peyton credit for this. I think if he found the right quarterback, he's a collaborator. Yes. He would collaborate. I, I would agree. With, with the right guy. Yes, I agree. That's what made the relationship between Peyton and Breeze so special. They were like-minded guys. Kevin Stefanski is, this is the way we're doing it. And one reason why, it is my understanding, that Baker Mayfield fell out of favor in Cleveland. Injury was obviously a big thing. Mm -hmm. Stefanski said, this is the way we're doing it. Mayfield wanted to be part of the process. Right. Peyton would allow Mayfield to be part of that process. They know each other. They have a relationship with each other. And I think it would work really, really well. Plus, you're not drafting a quarterback either. You're a little more sold on Baker Mayfield than I am, but but it doesn't it doesn't uh, 
I don't throw up my hands and say, what in the hell are you thinking about? It, it's one of those things that I can see the sense that it would make. I just think that it's untenable considering the financial situation they're in, which, by the way, just about any desirable quarterback would would make the situation. I think that people in Denver would love him as well. He's a gamer. He's tough. He's not going to give up on a tackle or a block like Teddy Bridgewater was accused of. Okay, He can make the throws. He'd have a he would have a guy in Sean Payton who they collaborate together. He could run Payton's system. He, he, he checks a lot of boxes. The problem is the price. Mm-hmm. And he would gladly go back to Tampa if Tampa offers him what he thinks he is worth. But if he doesn't, he will hit that open market. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes a possibility. It's just financially, how do you make it happen? I would say Mayfield is the darkest of darkest horses. Yes. Coming here, but I think Mayfield is the type of guy that Peyton would bang the table for. Hmm. All right. Interesting. Food for thought. I'm with you on the darkest of dark horses. Because of money only. Yes, because of money only. I'm not saying it's not a fit. I'm not saying that at all. But the fit for anything after the Russell Wilson contract is going to be very challenging for the Broncos. Very challenging. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll discuss if the Broncos are a realistic landing spot for Justin Fields should he get dealt. And does anyone have a chance at unseating Lamar Jackson for NFL MVP? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at Reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Monday auction for office furniture with overstock office chairs, desks, filing cabinets, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. All right, guys, just in case you missed it, NFL League sources are forecasting the Chicago Bears can get a second or a third round pick in a Justin Fields trade. A Fields will turn 25 years old in March. Do you think the Broncos would be a realistic landing spot for Justin Fields if he were traded? No, I don't think it's a fit with Sean Payton. I mean, Justin Fields is fine. 
I've never been a Justin Fields guy, so I'm really not. There's nothing that's happened this year that has made me change my mind. The Bears are about ready to get the first pick and are more than willing to part with Justin Fields. This is the guy that was their future franchise quarterback three years ago. Now, all of a sudden, they're ready to, to, to cast him aside. They've won three of their, what, four of their last five. Is that right? He's got four touchdowns, three interceptions, three rushing touchdowns during that stretch. Over the year, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 6.7 yards a throw. You did a nice job of reading the back of his baseball card. Yeah, I, I sure did. But I mean, it's <laughs> not. But it's nothing I didn't know. Right. I, let me just say, I knew that it would confirm my suspicions the second that I went to it, and it confirms my suspicions. I'm not saying Justin Fields isn't the right guy for somebody somewhere. I don't think it's the right fit for what they're trying to do in Denver with Sean Payton. All right, just in case you missed it, Lamar Jackson strengthened his case to win MVP honors with five passing touchdowns against the Dolphins in Week 17. Uh, he now has nearly 3,700 passing yards, 821 rushing yards, and 29 total touchdowns. So if he were to win, he would be the youngest two-time NFL MVP in, Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl era. Is Lamar Jackson your clear-cut MVP? I don't see how you go anywhere else at this point. They have decimated the 49ers and the Dolphins essentially back-to-back, um, and he's the best player on the best team. So, yes, and it's been a little bit more ebb and flow in this year. It hasn't been one week after the other, but it's pretty hard to deny who the team to beat is at this point and why that team is the team to beat. The MVP is pretty much a quarterback every year. Sure. They need to do of what baseball does. Right. MVP Cy Young Award. Yeah. Just just make the best quarterback I'm with in the you league. on that. I mean, who, who it, it goes back to who's the best player in the league or you take him off your team, what happens? Right. If you take Lamar Jackson off of the Ravens, clearly that's going to be a problem for the Ravens. But you can say that about any quarterback. Of course, right. I'm with any you. Any quarterback. Right. Who would I? Who would you rather have on your team, Lamar Jackson or Christian McCaffrey? Probably Christian McCaffrey. And he's your MVP. No, he's not. And, no. and 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 I'm because your premise is wrong. That's not how an MVP is figured. The MVP will that, be Lamar Jackson. No, no, I under, I understand that. It right. Depends on what lens you right. look at it through. Right. Who's the best player in the league, and then you take him off your team. If you look at it from the lens of take him off your team, it's Lamar Jackson, mm -hmm. correct? Yes. I asked you, who would you rather have? You said Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. He falls under the category of best player in the league. Yeah. The problem That's with Christian McCaffrey is he misses a lot of time. Oh, uh, let's not go down that road with what's happening with Lamar Jackson either. Well, he hasn't missed that much time. He hasn't. He hasn't, but he plays a position in which he does run a lot. Mm -hmm. But he has missed. Listen, how much time has Lamar Jackson missed? I he's, think he missed, what, six games at the end of last year? He's being considered for comeback player of the year. Right. That's how much time he missed. Well, that's because six games is enough to, I guess. Well, that's, that's a, a significant amount of time. Who will be the MVP? It'll be Lamar Jackson. Okay. There's no doubt right. it's going to be him. And we can argue whether he should be the MVP and the minutiae with which one makes a vote for the MVP. 
It doesn't change. It can be the same. I can say, on one hand, Lamar Jackson is the MVP, and it's a no-brainer, but I'd rather have Christian McCaffrey. Yes, I would agree with that. Although, you can make the argument, what's the most important position? Quarterback. So Mm -hmm. why would you want a running back in a league in which running backs are diminished and not want the quarterback? Because I think that Christian McCaffrey, as the position that he plays... Is brings a dynamic that is so different at the position than anyone else can provide. Lamar Jackson. You mean like a guy who throws for 30, 30 plus to 3,500 yards or rushes for 1,000 yards? I mean, well, mean that kind of different? I mean, he's that's a pretty that's a pretty good difference maker, but I think, I think it, but who would be harder to replace? The wins quor- above replacement. The, Who's quor- harder? the quarterback. Well, then, then why are we having this discussion? Because I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, to everything but I mean, say. but I disagree. I think that the quarterback's actually easier. Wait, did did I hear you correctly? The quarterback is easier to replace than a running back. I I didn't say that. I said, I think a quarterback in the situation when we're talking about what Christian McCaffrey brings. Yeah. He is such a unicorn. Yes. For what he brings to the position. Yeah. That it provide that it's it's harder to even to replace that than it is the full breadth of what a court you can find quarterbacks to make plays with. Is Lamar Jackson so that, unique? Tell that to the Broncos. Well, you got the, you got a good point there, but is Lamar Jackson so <laughs> unique that the that the that they couldn't find? He is. He is. He is because he he throws with accuracy. He throws for yards. He's always a threat to run, and when he does, he kills you. So, yes. I mean, who would you rather have right now? If you could start a team tomorrow. Now, now, see, you're moving the goalpost. No, no, no. If you're starting a team no, tomorrow. No, no, I'm, I'm giving you two different guys. Okay. Though. Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen play a similar game. I think I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. He has developed into a more... Even though both of them, although they had very similar questions about decision-making, yep. I think Lamar Jackson has proven himself to be a more reliable learner. Yep. Maybe. That was uh, Mountain High Appliance. High, Just so. in case you missed it, you can walk into any store, try out the appliances before you buy them. Hundreds and hundreds. I mean, how cool is that? When you buy a car, you want to take it for a test drive? Why not do that with a high-end appliance, like an induction stove or something cool like that? Plus, if you want to redesign your entire kitchen, you can do that as well at Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, players and coaches always say, this week is the most important game of the season. I think you can make the case that Sean Payton would say that. Hmm. That's next. Take us. 